0: Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, 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 it's Autumn Miles here with the Autumn Miles show. Missed you guys. So glad to be back sitting in this hot seat. Um, oh, got a great word for you guys today. I uh, love this word. Obsessed with this word. I've thought about this mm, a lot, a lot over my Christian uh, life. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Man, it's so good to meet you guys in person. I love it when you come up to me and be like, hey, you're Autumn Miles. I, I know you by your fingernails. That's actually a huge compliment. Thank you so much. Um, I, I love to see, see and hear from you. So keep coming up. Don't feel weird. Um, I, I, I love y'all. Um, also, it's one of those things that ministers don't like to talk about ever. Finances. Um, I just want to remind y'all, we are listeners supported over here. Every single gift you give goes directly into our ministry every single one right back in um and if god so if if just this ministry has encouraged you at all ever um would you just consider now i'm not going to twist your arm or whatever but if the spirit lays it on your heart we believe that the same spirit of god that lives in you lives in us so if the spirit of god is laying it on your heart to to donate to our minister ministry we would absolutely Be so incredibly honored so that we can continue. Do you uh, just to let you know what our ministry does every single month, we have groups all over the country that meet um, in small group setting and go deeper with the Lord Um, every single month. We reach hundreds of thousands of people. Um, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with the different methods of media uh, that we do. Um, we we are about the kingdom of God, and we believe that um, there is nothing as powerful as the gospel. And so we are doing everything that we can while God gives us breath in our bodies to reach the world uh, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So um, just know it's not, you're not just giving it to us for the radio show, but we do several other things in addition to this show that is part of our ministry and makes up our ministry. Um, I want to go ahead and get into what we are doing today. By the way, if you want to give, you can go to autumnmaz.com and there is a giving tab um, right on our website for you to give to. I love this idea, and I think this idea in our culture will encourage you that, guess what, guys? Jesus had a waiting period. Um, I, I wonder, and I wasn't born back then, but I wonder in like the eighteen hundred. Clearly, I wasn't born in the 1800s. <laughs> that would make me super old. Um, But I wonder if they it was easy for them to easier for them to wait than it is for us right i feel like there's there is maybe in the social media era maybe in the fast food era i don't know but i, I just kind of imagine like 1800 1700 1600s people just being content being in their cornfields like you know sowing the, the seed right i don't know uh, i just feel like it's getting increasingly harder and harder to appreciate the value of a waiting period in our life. I was just um, inspired earlier this week by the word of God talking to me about the small steps. Like Autumn stop looking at the giant vision. You need to look you need to, you need to, (laughs) your eyes need to look down at the next step. Like what are you doing next? Um, Focus on that rather than how you're going to achieve the vision because the vision is for me to achieve your job is to be obedient. Anyway, mini sermon within a sermon. I just feel like uh, sometimes we overlook Look the power and the will, wisdom in the waiting process, and this part of the uh, of of the crucifixion story has always truly inspired me. I want to read it for you today, John nineteen. We're going to go thirty one, and I'm going to read all the way through forty two. Okay, hang with me. It's the word of God. That's why we're here. Then the Jews, because it was a day of preparation so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, ask Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they may be taken away. So the soldiers came, broke the legs of the first man and on the other who was crucified with him. But coming to Jesus, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has been has and he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may also believe. For these things came to pass to fulfill the scripture. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says they shall look on him who they pierced, verse 38. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he may take away the body of Jesus and Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. I want to stop there just for a minute because I was kind of taken off, off, just a small little tidbit. I, I was taken off track of of uh, preparing for this show because Joseph of Arimathea stepped forward to care for the body of Jesus. He stepped forward. Now, he was scared for fear of the Jews, but he did it anyway. He went to Pilate and said, hey, can I take care of Jesus' body? And Pilate granted him um the 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 request i was kind of my mind just kind of sat sat here for a minute because um i wonder how many joseph of arimathea's are not stepping up to care for the body of christ which would be the church because they're scared for fear of the jews i just was really intrigued by that 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 the body of Christ, which would be us, the church, still needs to be cared for. And those Joseph of Arimathea's still need to step up to care for it. Anyway, side note. Love that, though. Uh, Verse 39 says this, Nicodemus, who had come to him by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes about a hundred pounds of weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen wrappings with the spices as is custom of the Jews. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. Therefore, because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Now, all this happened on a Friday. The Saturday was the Sabbath. And um, so people didn't do anything on the Sabbath. Very interesting that Jesus chose the Sabbath to stay dead. Right? It's very interesting. Um, And then, of course, we know that he resurrected on um, that next day. I think it's something to be noted. That. Yes, Jesus was called to die, but he did not resurrect after he was dead for five minutes. I think that's something to be noted. Um, I think too often we we look at this story of Jesus and we don't, of the crucifixion, especially if we've been we've been in church um, as long as I have, which is my whole entire life. Um, we kind of think we know the answers and we think we've heard everything about the crucifixion story and the resurrection story, and we can get prideful and self-righteous about the different facts that are located in the crucifixion and resurrection story. But if you actually sit and, and study it and think about it, and let it, it seep in. There are new truths that you can learn from the resurrection story um, because the wisdom is so rich. And this is one that I pulled out and I have pulled out for years and it's always encouraged me when I have felt as if I couldn't wait one more day longer. Jesus died. It is finished. He breathed his last. And he stayed dead. He did not die. And then five minutes later, open his eyes and be like, hey, guys, that was really fun. He didn't do that. He allowed himself to stay dead for three days, just like it was prophesied, just like it was foretold. And I think today in our course, that was back in Jesus's day. But I think today we feel as if we have to we, we we don't need to experience a waiting period just like Jesus did you see this waiting period that Jesus experienced between his death and his resurrection was written into his plan It was written into the plan of Jesus. And I wonder today at whatever it is that you are facing, whatever it is that you're going through, um, I can think very specifically in my life. There is a health situation um, that happened almost a year ago. And even to this day, it's still not better. And I know that we are all on behalf of this individual are crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord, um, um, would you would you heal this situation, would you heal this person? Would you step in? Would you do it? And yet there has been a waiting period. Now improvement has happened, but but total healing has not happened yet. I mean, I think in women who are um waiting to conceive, I know our best friends, we met them. They could not conceive. They were married for 15 years. Before God gave them the ability to have kids and they, and, and my best friend conceived and had twins. But 15 years is a long time. And, and sometimes I think we think that we that God needs to hurry it up and God is never going to be on our human timetable. He's always looking um, from heaven, understanding the end from the beginning. He understands what will bring him the most glory. He understands what he is doing. He understands the intricate things that need to happen in us in order for us to sh- see the uh, incredible glory that he displays when he comes through. I think of Lazarus I just spoke on this at the ladies first event, not that long ago, Jesus loved them. So he waited. He loved Lazarus. He loved Mary. He loved Martha. And when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he did not go immediately to them. He, the Bible says he loved them. And the next verse says, so he waited. He loved them. So he waited. And I think sometimes we think that um, Jesus doesn't love us because he's waiting, but it's actually because of his love for us that he is waiting because he wants to show us a piece of himself that would be impossible for him to reveal unless there was some sort of a waiting period. He loved Lazarus, Martha and Mary. So he waited. And what did they get to see? Yes, did Lazarus die? Yes, it was horrible. And Jesus showed up at the funeral and cried. But if he wouldn't have died, and if there wouldn't have been a waiting period, they never would have seen a human resurrected from the dead by Jesus. He loved them so. I wonder what um, waiting period you're sort of rebelling against in your and your life and in your mind. Jesus had a waiting period written into his plan. So wouldn't it be um, practical, probable that you do too. It's not because he doesn't love you. It's because it's a piece of the process of the plan. Um, I I talked about my kids so many times. You guys are probably getting sick of it, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about them. Anyway, I was so frustrated when we were scammed. Um, in the adoption of our kids I was so frustrated we went on the list eight months later we were scammed I thought Lord another waiting period I've already waited 18 years because I've wanted to adopt since I was a teenager I've already waited so long and here I can almost taste the victory I can almost taste the promise I can almost taste it and it seems like you're ripping it away from me once again it was almost like the Lord came in to calm my heart and say you know what do you trust me Do you trust me? And honestly, sometimes I struggled to trust him because I didn't, I couldn't see the glory that he was going to produce by such a, what seemed like mean delay. It seemed mean. It seemed like a, uh, like God was toying with my emotions, but I just couldn't see the beauty of the glory that I would see just two years later. If I simply trusted, I remember God saying, do you trust me? We went off the list. We got our adoption agency and said, we just cannot do this right now. We need to heal. And I can take a lot, but I, I, I just betrayal is one of those things. Like if you betray me, it's really, really hard for me. And I sort of felt that um that that heavy betrayal not only by the birth bomb, but by the agency that we were working with at the time. I just said, listen, I need a break. My emotions need a break. I need to get alone with the Lord. And He told me during those those private secret um conversations, conversations that aren't Instagram, conversations that are not Facebook. He told me, Autumn, I know you are struggling here. I know you're struggling with the weight. I know you're struggling with the destructive this destruction of your dreams, but would you take, would you take that little piece of strength that you have left and trust me and those secret conversations with my healer, I said, yes. And two years later, we got Moses in Haven and you know what? It made total sense. That was written into Eddie and I's plan for our family all along because we were able to witness a glory story that when we we have been on 700 club to tell this story I've written it in all of my books i, I can't talk about it enough because when we understand why the weight why the weight was written into our plan when we see the glory of the lord literally unveiled on our behalf it is so astonishing astounding majestic intricate personal um, miraculous that we cannot shut up about it and when we keep telling people about what God did um, um, during the waiting period and how he came through and the promise that he manifested in our life it stirs their faith which is exactly the reaction that God wants in order for him to be glorified through us Jesus had a waiting period too maybe one of the things that everyone needed to know is that he was good and dead he was dead He was not taking a nap. He was dead. And three days would 100% solidify the fact that someone is dead. They didn't move, breathe. I don't know all the medical things that go into death, but um, he was dead. It was not, not a question. So dead that they buried him. They prepared his body. They buried him and they left him. That waiting period was necessary because on the third day, when the women came um, to the tomb and 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 they they got there and the stone was rolled away and here uh, the angel was saying, "What what are you doing? You're looking for Jesus. He's not here. He's risen. Just." As he said, it was a story. It was a glory story. It was a story that could not be duplicated. It was a story that could not be fabricated. Everybody saw him die, and now everyone would see the empty tomb where he used to lay. That waiting period gave um, gave uh, way to a miracle. We despise the wait, but if Jesus can wait dead. You can wait in whatever circumstance you're in until he comes through and trust that when he comes through based on his what what he has told you from his word, it will be a point of revelation for you, something that will change your life, something that you'll need to tell your friends, something that you will be able to be a conduit for the glory of God in your sphere of influence. We despise this waiting period, but it's written into our plan for multiple different reasons and purposes. And just like Jesus had one, so do you. The um, we can look at the we can look at the crucifixion story and the resurrection story, and um, have the beauty of. Hindsight, we can look back and say, you know, uh, Jesus was crucified. And I sometimes I think that, you know, we just say it so simply and so like it's nothing, just rolls off our tongue. But Jesus was dead. And then he resurrected from himself from the dead. Greatest miracle of all time. We have the beauty of hindsight to look back on um, the story and to talk about it and 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 to share about what Jesus did. But I wonder. I have the beauty of hindsight for my adoption story, but I wonder you may not have the beauty of hindsight yet, where you can look back and say, "Okay, Jesus, I see, I see what you're doing here. I see, I see why the wait. I see why the the need for the wait." I see that, but I I want to challenge you right now that hindsight is coming for you. And one day you will be able to look back. So I challenge you during this time not to be frustrated, not to be discouraged, not to be disappointed, not to turn your back on God, not to stop going to church. I encourage you to press into that waiting period. And I, I encourage you to ask God to reveal to you, hey, listen, what, what are you teaching me while I wait? You wrote a, pl- a, a waiting period into Jesus plan. What are you teaching me While I wait, what do I need to learn from this waiting period? What, what, what do I need to be doing? How can I be actively waiting during this uh, waiting period? Press in to him because what most people do is pull back from him rather than press into him. There is a purpose. And a lot of times God's glory is on the other side of that thing. Be encouraged. Your hindsight is coming. Your answer is coming. It's on the way. You just need to trust the God-appointed waiting period that is a part of your process. I want to pray for you guys today just because I know how hard it is to wait. If you're anything like me, you are um, impatient and you want it now. But, you know, the older I get the more I trust God's timing, the older I get, the more I am um, almost scared to walk ahead of God. I'm not interested in doing something ahead of God any longer. I want to be right at his pace. I want to be marching right at his pace. If he wants me to wait a year, I do not want it too soon because I know if I get it too soon, I'll ruin it. But if he gives it to me, Even if it's in a year, I know for a fact that he will equip me to do whatever it is he's given me. The older I get, the more I appreciate it, the less impatient I am. And the more uh, I am um, seeking him constantly when I have the urge to step out. When I think he's saying, "Mm, not quite yet. Not quite yet. You're not ready yet. I've learned to submit to that and really appreciate it. I want to pray for you, though today who are um, struggling. Lord, we love you. I thank you for this example of the weight and this, the most incredible story ever written about your son, Lord. I thank you that you have written pauses, weights into our plan for purposes, not to be mean for purposes, Lord, God, I pray for everyone that's listening and that is like, I just can't wait another day. I'm so sick of praying about this. Is God ever going to come through? I pray, Spirit of God, that you would encourage them right now. The only way you know how. God, I pray that you would speak life to them. I pray that they would get in your word and find the strength and the stability that your word brings them. Lord, I know how hard it is to want something so bad and to be said, not yet. So, Lord, I pray that you would give long-suffering and perseverance to these that are waiting. And, Lord, we pray for an answer. We pray for a breakthrough. We pray for that promise to come to these that are listening, that are waiting. We know you are good You are good in this way and we trust you in Jesus. Amen. Love you guys so much. I will see you right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.